Man, I'm so excited. I am so excited to tell you what I watched this week. And I have to wait. I have to, like, talk about a different film before I can talk about, you know. <laughs> I mean, <sighs> I mean, technically speaking, in a way, the episode will be talking about what you watched this week, just not exactly what you want to talk about what you watched this week. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah welcome anyways welcome welcome to the movie men podcast i am peter the uh living in the future can't enjoy the present partner of mine is brady and um mm. yeah we are here to chant emperor's new groove which was uh a film um and like sometimes we do we had a vote and uh, the clear winner, clear, clear, clear winner was Emperor's New Groove. It causes me a lot of pain and upset that this came out 21 years ago. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, like boy. that. There's got to be a. We must have I mean, made this a is, mistake. This is, this is a film from my childhood, and mm. so yep. Uh, it just means that my childhood was was like twenty one years ago, and that's. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I don't want to do this podcast anymore. It, this used to be fun. It used to be. <laughs> um, yeah. Enlightening. It used to be encouraging. Mm-hmm. And now it's just depressing. It's kind of at that point of the podcast where it just reminds us how fast time has gone and how old yeah. we are and and there's nothing we can do about it. And and I mean even how old we've gotten since we started this damn podcast. Like Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes. We're uh we're headed into our in like a week. In like a week we'll be headed into our third year. Yeah, that's kind of wild. It's 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 nutty. <laughs> it's just downright nutty. This is episode 140. Mm-hmm. We're 10 away from 150 episodes, which is far more episodes than like I don't know. I don't want to spill the beans and sound you know <laughs> depressing. It's like it's probably a hundred more episodes than. I kind of figured we would do when we first started. <laughs> right. Which, and I'm not trying to speak for you because you can correct me, but I, I don't know if that's as much of a, hey, I don't think this thing is going to work out is, and that could be part of it, but it could also be like, we honestly thought like, hey, once a month, maybe twice a month, never in our wildest dreams would we thought we'd have some months, not all months, but some months minimum four sometimes six sometimes more depending on the release schedule so it's uh i guess it it speaks to how things don't always turn out the way you think they're going to yeah i mean i would say i think it it, it is it's a combination of that it's a combination of like just the 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 gusto at which we've approached the show um for sure uh because yeah otherwise like with some of our original some of our original like you know how how should we approach this it's quite possible that right now we would be nearing like our 25th episode <laughs> right 
<laughs> right. Which I can't even, that was so long ago. I don't even, yeah. we, we were, we were at 25 episodes, like, I don't know, four months in. Yeah, I think 25 would date us back to, like, the early Star Wars days when we reviewed all eight Star Wars mm-hmm. movies leading up to episode nine coming out, which was, again, fall 2019. So the, the fall of 2019, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, so I think it was partially that. And then, yeah, I mean, I think I think there was a, there was a little bit of, like, I will get sick of it. Like, you know, <laughs> we we won't really be committed to it, right. which I don't think we would have been had we done once a month. We would have been like, ah, oh, like, right. you know, I don't know. You you just wouldn't have that kind of schedule, that kind of like yeah. routine of like, yo, okay, yep, here we go. It's that, <laughs> it's that time of the week. Because mm-hmm. um, it does. It's like, it's, it's like a part of my cycle now. It's a part of like, mm-hmm. you know, once a week, and and it's it's almost like in some ways it's kind of like how I tell what part of the week I'm in, hmm. whether we're about to record or there's an episode coming out or there's I've got X many days left to watch whatever movie needs to be watched mm. or you know and it's 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 in some ways um, especially because I work a job right now where my my weekend is Wednesdays and Thursday Wednesday Thursday is my weekend oh. so that kind of oh. like that screws things up a little bit as far as knowing you know and so yeah the show kind of like keeps me keeps me anyways emperor's new group (laughs) i love it that's what podcasts are about they're about uh delving into uh uh, we spill the beans on what's going on and people are gracious enough to listen and um yeah that's what it's about but yeah emperor's new groove 2000 alarmingly a a long time ago um, uh, yeah, like grow disgustingly forever ago. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we let the, the, the audiences choose the, the episode we'd re- or the film we'd review this episode and Emperor's New Groove was, is it, it was just overwhelming. The response. It can, it can, it, yeah, it was, uh, like it was, it was close. It was a photo finish for sure. Um, but, um yeah, no, there were like, there was yeah. like a 17 vote gap between the like the first and the second place uh and then i don't think <laughs> i don't think the other two got any votes the other two were single digits and not like a solid single digits like pushing almost 10 like it was just like you have single digits more than one but not much more <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh it was disgraceful, which is a bit of a shame because I'd never I've never seen Road to El Dorado. Yeah, you know, I I rewatched it with I don't my even wife. know what it's about. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a similar actually it's not similar at all, but it's about uh, uh, uh these two guys in Spain and they find the lost city of gold. I think yeah, I think it's the lost city of gold and it's kind of similar. There's some musical numbers um it's kind of funny i don't i don't know if there's really a big moral because they're thieves but i don't i think they learn from their mistakes a little bit um yeah i I watched it on disney plus it's it uh it's it was okay to watch it but i don't need to watch it again anytime soon yeah okay there was i i have to it's on disney plus it's a disney movie it was uh i do not think it's disney but it was on disney plus Hmm. Or Amazon okay, so Prime. Be, or um, Amazon Prime. It was on one of those two, and I was surprised that it was on that one. Okay. But 
Okay. Yeah. Has some, right. some laugh out loud moments, but uh, nothing nothing special. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah. Like, like you said, what women want would have been an interesting conversation as far as 21 years ago, what, some things I'm sure were appropriate. Uh, I haven't seen it recently, so it would have been interesting to see how did it age. Yeah, I mean, I haven't I haven't seen it in like fifteen years. Yeah, or something. exactly. Um, I, I would have seen it at an age where I was too young to appreciate it. Sure, sure. And and then right and get all the jokes and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. And you're too young to realize Mel Gibson was a corn corn dog. Hmm. Um, yeah. And then there, meet meet the parents was the other option. A funny film from what I remember. Um, some some big star power, but uh, again, didn't get it didn't get much traction on the vote. But a uh, uh, pop culture, a significant film. Yeah, and to me, I always see I always see uh, meet the parents. Like meet the parents is a good movie, but mm-hmm. to me, it's just a, it's the necessary setup to the movie Meet the Fockers. Mm. Um, with with the introduction of Barbara Streisand mm. and Dustin Hoffman, right as as. Ben Stiller's parents. Is like, that, to me, that that's right. that, that's such a good movie. Sure. Is that the but, sorry? Is that the second or third installment? That's the second one. Gotcha. The third one was Little Fockers, right. and I didn't watch. I watched maybe the first twenty minutes of it, and I was like, "No, this is <laughs> this is a cash grab if I've ever seen it." Oh, uh, okay. Yep. You know, it's just kind of like a direct to. It's like everyone's seen my big fat Greek wedding. Sure. Yeah. Well, I don't know anything about the sequel. Do you? I do. It's, um, you know, it was... Oh, no. You watched it? <laughs> it... <laughs> yeah. You know, it was one of those films. We went to a drive-in that summer, and... Um, uh, okay. I would not have that's, watched that's it. That's okay. Yeah, it was, it was that film and another film. Couldn't tell you what the other film was. It... Even for the sake of doing something for the drive-in, like it was kind of cringeworthy. Like it was really sappy, really, really fe- mm. felt like, hey, we, we it's been ten years or however long it's been, we need some more cash, so come see our see our sequel. Like it, it just felt like you know, I don't think really something needed to be done, or if it did, it wasn't done in a in a. I think great it was way. just. I think I yeah. I think it's the biggest one of the biggest cases of. Too little, too late. Like, sure, sure. The first one was amazing. The first one is a hilarious comedy. Yes. And if you haven't seen the first My Big Fat Greek Wedding, mm. you need to watch it because that movie's amazing. It's it's incredible. Uh, and I haven't seen the second one. Um, and but it's it's from what I understand, yeah, it's just it's not not great <laughs> it's not great maybe too little too late but also like i'm quite certain that there was a spin-off tv show and it wasn't mm. it wasn't so hot like there uh, was, i think so there was like not all the actors um there was a bit of a gap like there, a few of them came back the main one maybe the parents i forget but it was it fell off quite quite a lot so regardless how did we get? I don't even know how we got on this. <laughs> Emperor's new crew. Emperor's new crew. Um, I will hit you with a trivia question, and then I'm going to hit you with a hot take. Okay. So, trivia question is, if you can get it, um, Mr. Allers, trying to find his first name. Mr. Allers. Mr. Allers. 
Mr. Allers, Roger Allers. So he was the director of The Lion King, and okay. he was slated to direct this film. Um, okay. Slated, uh, I'll talk about, there was some creative differences. He eventually pieced out, so he was not uh, part of it, or at least not significantly. Okay. But regardless, when they were kind of doing the fur work for this film, um, he reached out to a musical artist. And he wrote out, wrote, or reached out to a musical artist and was like, yo, really want you to be a part of uh, creating some songs for this that kind of like are fundamental to the story. I, like, I really want you on board to kind of proceed with this project. Um, and he kind of experienced that, you know, with Lion King, with Elton John. Elton John just made some some rock solid hits that were just fundamental sure. to fundamental to the movie because they're they're like key songs to key moments of the film. And regardless, anyway, so which make which makes which makes Lion King sort of a, a '90s Disney anomaly mm. because pretty much every other Disney song from the '90s was written by Alan Menken. Oh, hmm. um, and and pretty much has been since. Like I think Alan Menken did <laughs> uh, Tangled. He did. Oh wow! Did some Moana? No, Moana was done by Lin Manuel Miranda. Oh, right. Um, you might be right on that one. But yeah, Alan Menken is like everything you know from A Little Mermaid to hmm. Beauty and the Beast to uh, Pocahontas. Yeah, Pocahontas. Um, it was all written by Alan Menken. Wow. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Roger Allers gave a phone call to an artist. Who was the artist that he reached out to that said, you need to be a part of it. You need to be. Come join me. So was it? Uh, you're going to give me multiple choice? Sure am. Did he dip back at the same well and say, hey, Elton, let's, you know, we, we had a good thing going. Let's keep it going. So Elton John. No, you can't do that. That's douchey. Is it? Yeah, it's douchey. <laughs> you can't, like... You know, it'd be like, it'd be like, you know, because you, because Elton John, you just know as Lion King now, like, would you want Phil Collins to do anything other than Tarzan? I would just because I'm, I'm greedy. I like, I want more, but maybe like, I, I just I, want I get more your, Phil Collins. Yeah, sure. well, I get, sure. but I get your point. I get your point. Um, so the second option is Sting. Um, okay. And the third option is Prince. And and that's it. Those are well, uh, yeah, that's it for the options. Mm, those are three very different options. They are. Hmm. Uh, so again, I don't think it's I don't think it's Elton John. <laughs> okay. It very well could be because then, you know, they've got that working relationship. It's like, you know, I'd love to work with so and so again. Um Hmm. I'm gonna go with <sighs> Prince did a lot of music for the first Batman movie. Really? Uh yeah. Well there's like that song in the um in the museum is a Prince song. And then also oh. the song the parade song. Um hmm. I'm going to go with uh yeah I'm gonna go with Prince. Cool. Uh, it was actually Sting. Yeah. Yeah. That was um, my second guess. Yeah, and apparently, uh, some something along these lines, Sting was like, "Yes, 
Uh, but as part of me agreeing to do this, I want my wife to like make a documentary kind of of our involvement and um bro that's that's douchey (laughs) and like it wasn't like solely on that but like the documentary was to include that chapter of what they were doing and it ended up that obviously sting wasn't involved and roger allers eventually departed um i guess disney disney kind of wanted to go in a different direction i guess it was like this this was in production for six years so this came out in 2000 they started shortly after lion king but apparently uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame and Pocahontas didn't fare as well as Disney wanted. And so they kind of said, let's go in a dif- different direction. Instead of a dramatic musical, let's make it light. Let's make it fun. And some creative differences. Roger Allers said, finally, like, I see Diff 2 differently. I'm leaving. And then a, d- like, a different creative team kind of pushed forward with some different things in mind. So um, along with okay. that, Sting, Sting ended up not being involved. So... The music in this film doesn't stand out to me. So no, no. I don't know if that, you know. I of, of note, there was apparently a song, and I I could watch the movie again and maybe recognize it, but there was a song by Bob Dylan. Hmm. Not him singing. No, I think it was of like a cover by the- Because you would know you'd be listening to it and go, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, is this Bob Dylan? <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I think it was a cover by maybe the Wonders, but- Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, so yeah. Um, and just related to trivia, just of note, apparently Ponka's wife, uh, who was pregnant, apparently was the first Disney animated feature to have a pregnant woman. Um, and my only other thing, it's not really a trivia point. It's more just like a conversational point related to trivia, I guess. Um, but it was interesting. Apparently Disney, in Disney context, this film was not... A financial juggernaut like it didn't didn't fare as well as maybe they had hoped it was still profitable still made a lot more than than the listed production value was um but it was really like i feel like it's just kind of a film that's grown so um i feel that's shown in apparently maybe a, yeah maybe a disney cult classic i mean well, we de- i definitely ha- i'm pretty sure i owned it as a kid well, so, like i think so i yeah. had it on vhs so that's the thing apparently a year after so it did okay at the box offices and then the following year it led and it was the best seller for home video sales so it did pretty solidly there um but yeah i think you're right like i think it has gained a cult following and with internet culture i, I definitely think it's definitely it's been a snowball effect that's kind of built some momentum which, I mean, and that's totally possible. Like, I'm certain I didn't see this movie in the theater. Hmm. Um, and because there wasn't a lot, like, I would have been eight mm. at the time. And there wasn't a lot of theater going that was happening when I was eight. Sure. Um, yeah. Uh, but, but but we definitely owned it. and But I, I couldn't tell you. I mean, maybe we didn't own it until 2000 one or 2002 i have sure. no idea sure um you know so okay yeah i mean i knew there must have been some success somewhere right um because they because there's a, a tv series right right they turned it into a prequel series the emperor's new school um about him as like a, a teenager in um in high school hmm. and i think like i think there was some co- weird continuity things like i think 
you know, it didn't, they brought back most, if not all of the main characters and it kind of didn't make sense. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, it was kind of one of those, like, because it was a show, because of who the voices were in the show, you could tell like, okay, who's a successful actor and who isn't because they definitely didn't get david spade it's definitely not david spade back Um, but 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 patrick warburton is there playing cronk and so it's like okay you yeah you needed the paycheck but (laughs) david spade david spade uh, because david spade i don't know my dates per se but this is right around the uh, let me look it up sure let me look it up this is right around the eight simple rules days, I would think. Oh. Um, but I don't know what date, because he didn't join the show. Him and James Garner didn't join the show until John Ritter's passing. Right. Um, right. And so I don't know. So eight simple rules. Okay, eight simple rules wasn't until 2002. Oh, okay. So not. 2002 yeah. to till 2005. Yeah, see, man, that's. This is one of those this is one of those shows that I was thinking the other day, you know, those shows that you watched when you were a kid. Mm. And then you think back and and you go, you look them up or something and you find out, oh, there's there was only like that many episodes. Right. There's only that many seasons. How sure. how how could that be? Right. Um there were only 3 seasons of 8 Simple Rules. Oh, wow. Which <laughs> seems so weird to me because I felt like there was like somewhere, which means there's only really a season and a half worth, or or approximately, mm-hmm. there's only a season and a half worth of John Ritter, and only a season and a half worth of of David Spade and and James Garner. Well, that That's seems weird. incredibly a lot less than I would have guessed. And, and then, I, yeah. I never watched Anyways. the show, but I was aware of the significance. Oh, it's of, so good. Yeah. Even now, I think it holds oh, up really? now. Like, it's worth going back and no, watching. No, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, it's one of those things. It hasn't shown up on Disney Plus yet. Sure. Um, but it was, I'm pretty sure it's Disney. I used to watch it on the Family Channel, which was oh, is like yeah. Canada's version of the Disney Channel. Yep. Uh, like, most of the stuff on there. Okay, it was ABC. Oh, ABC. So, and I don't know where ABC is streaming their their garbage. Um, <laughs> it's hit or miss. I think wasn't Lost ABC, and I think Lost is on Disney Plus. Oh no! I mean, like, d- don't get me wrong. Like, uh, okay, so ABC shows from <laughs> the two thousands. <laughs> oh no! Like, well, yeah, I just said that as yeah, a, yeah. but like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. Like, ABC, ABC shows from the two thousands. Was like, uh, um, uh, well, okay, so what do we got? We got Whose Line Is It Anyway? Mm. Uh, bananas in Pajamas. What? No, not from 2000s. Uh, from the 2000s. Mm, okay. Um, technically, Boy Meets World, which is a show that I... Ar- technically, Arthur is owned by ABC. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, no, this can't all be right. What the? Yeah, I don't know about that. Hmm. Something's not right here. <laughs> I, I did what you do. I just <laughs> yes. went, instead of going to IMDb, right. I just went to the the Google. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, yep, okay, yep. But, uh, that's, <laughs> that's done me dirty here. <laughs> um, yeah. 
But uh, yeah, okay. Uh, the Adventures of Spot, which I don't know if I watched much of the show, but we definitely had the kids' books because mm. some of them were like flap books. Remember that? Remember flap books where you would like lift the flap and something would would have, uh, you know. Are you talking like pop-up? Anyways. Like pop-up books? Uh, no, not necessarily. It would just be like a flap you would lift and, uh, you know. Hmm. I don't know. But wasn't ABC, ABC was like Extreme Makeover Home Edition, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, home Improvement was probably ABC. Okay. Yeah, that was um, a hit. That was a hit. Roseanne was probably ABC. Mm. Will and Grace was probably ABC. Mm. Like a lot of those sitcoms sure. were were ABC or Fox. Some of them were Fox. Right. Man, back in the back in the days of good television. Right. Yeah. Ah, my wife and kids was ABC. Hmm. Eight simple. Yeah, eight simple rules was ABC. Um. Yeah. Anyways. Alias was ABC. I never watched Alias, but I knew of it. Hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, can you tell how much we don't want to talk about Emperor's New We got to get back to the groove. It's such a good film. I'm going to say, here's my hot take. My hot take All right. is that if Emperor's New Groove was a Pixar film, because we have a we have a grading scale of Pixar films of like trash on the ground, bronze, silver, gold, platinum, etc., etc., etc. Yeah, yeah. If Emperor's well, mostly Pixar, but Disney, I, we could do Disney. We can bring <sighs> we could we can start a Disney ranking system for sure. I guess, but it Disney's hard. Like it's it is like Pixar is quite different. You know, like it's its own thing from. Just a simple, like not a simple, but a straightforward Disney cartoon. It's just, it is maybe nice to segregate we, them, but could all be melded. If we together. had, if if we had a release schedule where we released an episode twice a week, mm-hmm. consistently forever, just every week was twice a week. <laughs> right. I would want to do. I would want to start. I would just want to like go to the beginning of Disney's. <laughs> feature length maybe there's a podcast in and of itself mm. the disney the disney show the disney boys something the disney men hmm the disney men <laughs> yeah okay stay tuned i'm <laughs> i'm gonna be branching out wouldn't that be fun to just go through the whole catalog like start like listen you know. listen i think it'd be fun i'm actually sold like i think and maybe maybe there's some things you'd have to weed through because I think there'd be some stuff that I'd have no interest in, or some stuff I'd say I'm not I'm not that intent on. But there would be a lot of stuff that I would be interested to propel and hold up and be like, hey, this is aged well, or this has been garbage. Let's rip on it. But yeah, I think it would it would be a lot of fun. Well, folks, you've heard it here first. This is the last episode <laughs> of the Movie Men podcast. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we'll be uh, tune in next week for the Disney Boys, <laughs> Disney where we, boys. where we, you know, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, listen, we got to get back to Emperor's New Groove because the hardworking folks have voted and they want to hear some grooviness. So we got to we got to reward them. Okay. My point, my hot take, and I I have somewhere to stand on this. I'm saying this is a platinum level movie. I am saying that, and I don't say that lightly because wow. whether it's Pixar or Disney films, 
I don't whip that out that that easy. I, I'm I'm a stickler, but I, I I think I have something to stand on here because I've seen this movie three times, and I that's it. I, I, yeah, that I can think of, and um, I did see it in theaters. So I did see it when I was young. Oh wow! But um, I. I didn't like rewatch it religiously like I think a lot of people in our generation did. I I didn't like memorize lines and I I was aware of its significance. Like I, even at school, like a lot of these liners were so popular, like "Booyah" or "You Threw Off My Groove" or "No Touchy" or uh, you know, "Come On Man, No One Lives Forever" or you know, just like all these kind of. A friend of mine and I used to <laughs> recite. It was we did a two-person back and forth quoting oh thing. uh and we used to do the the you know um the there's a waterfall ahead yes mm-hmm. right large point large pointy rocks <laughs> at the bottom most likely bring it on yeah. like i it, yeah there was it was just uh we used, did it on the playground that that's and, cool and shrek we quoted shrek all the time which were close like in 2000 2001 back to back but um, you know, I, I was aware of all these classic one-liners. I partook in them a little bit, but I, I definitely did not like live. I didn't grow up on this film. I saw it in theaters, enjoyed it, but then like that was kind of it. I didn't need to buy it. I never wa- didn't watch it religiously. So I feel like I can honestly, intellectually say I'm not letting nostalgia influence my grade on this. So I saw it you. once. Yeah. I saw it once as th- when in theaters when it came out. I've seen it a second time in the last five years, and I thought it was great at the time. And I watched it this past week, and I also thought it was great. So the first thing I wanted to know when I went into this is, did it age well? And I've seen it three times, and I can confidently say, yes, it has aged well. Like, it is so done in every facet. I don't want to think about what the film was going to be with the original creative direction about being more of a serious kind of musical drama and maybe you know what I don't I shouldn't shut it off maybe it would have been good just would have been a lot different and we would have lost a lot of kind of fun moments a lot of fun chemistry uh if the film had gone in that direction um so I I, I'm saying here this movie this a lot of people say it's good so it's not like the most outrageous hot take I've ever made but I'm saying it's a sure. notch above good, and that's where I think I'm really kind of like putting my my flag in the ground here and saying it's not just good, like it's platinum level good. Like I would, if we didn't own it, I'd consider buying a copy in this current climate, just because it's one of those movies that it's like, hey, our Disney Plus isn't working, let's watch it. Like it, it's it's just so good. Right. Okay. Um. And I, I can get it like when I'm. I want to hear what you say about this because there's like there's just a couple things that I just think it does really well. It's just point form summary. Like it does this, this, this. But I I'm curious. Do you think it ages so well when you remove the nostalgia from you thinking about it? Um, I think it's a good movie. I think it's um a fun take on a classic fable or a classic allegory mm. would you say yeah potentially R- right the emperor's new clothes oh which i sure. feel like a lot of people don't know anymore um, see and i don't right the, the the story of the emperor and and he's kind of like this s- snobby he's v- he's very similar to cusco 
Um, and this guy, he, he demands, what is it? He demands some new fancy clothing. And so this guy tricks him, tricks the emperor into being naked Mm. and just tells him that like his, the clothing that he's made for him is so special (laughs) that, that only special people can see it. And then, and then the, the the emperor starts like panicking and freaking out because he can't see it and so he thinks to himself like oh gosh like <laughs> i'm not special enough to see the clothes but you know and so everyone's laughing at him and all this stuff um and i don't know what the you know like don't be a dick i think was the the moral um but anyways uh so that yeah i mean this is a it's a fun take on that right um it's got a great message Yep. It's got a fun cast in David Spade, Patrick Warburton, John Goodman. Yeah. Um it's funny. Um particularly that one old villager guy. Sure. Oh. That like comes to see Cusco and right. is like thrown out the window and stuff. Um Yeah, it's got a lot of heart. I think I think what hurt it for me this time was that back in I want to say February okay like the beginning of February I watched it oh okay um so I think I think I just had some like emperor's new groove fatigue okay okay and there's a isn't there this is this is just dawned on me now. Isn't there like a shitty sequel? <laughs> there is that's come up in a Google search, but beyond just skimming over it, I know nothing about it. Bronx something? Yeah, and I'm not sure how much of the original... Like, I don't know if David Spade came back. I will look that up now. Yeah. Kronk's New Groove, a Kronk's. 2005 film. Okay. A musical comedy... Hmm. Uh, looks like a full cast return. Oh, okay. I was wrong. Never mind. Yeah. Hmm. Including the guy that plays Bucky the Squirrel. <laughs> I mean, you kind of have to get him back. You ha- you yeah, ha- you need the continuity. There, you need yeah, him. For sure, for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, I'm just trying to see if they like, with the, in, you know, with the new inclusion of... Uh, not really. There's no like, oh, and also they got so-and-so for the sequel. Mm. Okay, yeah, cool. But yeah, full full cast return. Sure. You, cool. you mentioned that elderly guy. Like, just, there's so many good lines in this movie that, like, it's, when he says it's not the first time I've been thrown out a window and it sure won't be the last. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, so I think what it does for me, I, I think everything in this film is done well. So the it's, it's got a good story. The Cusco story arc is great. It, it's a little one-dimensional, obviously, but it's 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 still it's still good. Obviously, we're all invested in Paca, and you know we're we're invested in him and his family. But it, everything about this comedically, like the timing of this film, it's not just what they do, but the comedic timing is so on point and just what they're doing is funny but it's all fueled by the timing and so as a result 
everything, and I say this quite confidently, like I'm not exaggerating hyperbole. I'm being quite sincere. There's not one bit. There's not one joke. There's not one skit that falls flat for me. Now, there's some that I just chuckle at, and there's some I kind of laugh more heart, like more using my tummy. But there's not one thing that I go, eh, you know, that's that's more for the kids. Or, oh, yeah, you know, that that's kind of age well. And maybe it's because I haven't seen the movie enough. Maybe I, if I had a bit more emperor fatigue, maybe I wouldn't be saying this. But there's just it, it just the comedic ability and timing and, and follow through. It, this movie is so good. And I... I, I it's I say with 100% confidence it's in the platinum level of Disney films. I honestly do. And Rotten Tomatoes agrees with you. It has a Rotten Tomato score of 83. Okay. Yeah, that's respectable. And Kronk's New Groove <laughs> oh. has a tomato meter score of, drumroll. Yes. Uh, can I guess? Can you give me like, uh, I'm going to go below 50. Below 50, give me a window. Below 50, but above? Above, mm, I'll say between 10 and 30. Oh, that's okay. Uh, you're incorrect, sir. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it has a, it, 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 It's one of the select few with a tomato meter score of zero. <laughs> oh, yeah. It has an audience score of 44, but you know that's just people who are like, well, I put it on and my kids watch it, so <laughs> must be good. It was the same. I, I was a little hurt that Atlantis The Lost Empire didn't win a couple weeks ago, and so I watched it on my own, and, you know, it was okay. Uh, not bad. Like, it was just decent. Um, definitely not in the platinum level, uh, but I did enjoy it, and I saw that there was a sequel, and I was like, ooh, like you know, I like this. Maybe I'll just take a walk down this, this drive. And is there a sequel? There is a sequel. And I don't, I don't even want to tell you what the sequel title title was. Cause I didn't commit it to memory, but I looked at the synopsis and I looked at the RT score and I was like, you know, the subject material here, I'm not as interested in. And like that, like it was something like 0% as well. So I was like, you know what? I think I'll just stick with the original. That was enough. It's, it's time to move on. Sometimes life is too short, man. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Anything else you want to add for the, the groove, the newly acquired groove of the Emperor? I don't think so, but I'm definitely inclined to watch the sequel now. Oh, really? You know, I think there's... Uh, I don't think I'm there. I'm not, but uh, I would be intrigued to hear about it. And, and then you, you could say yay or nay, and then I might I might potentially watch it. You know I'll say yay no matter what. I don't think you will. Yeah, I would say I would say yay until you actually watched it, and then I would apologize and be like, <laughs> "Can we rip on it now?" Oh yeah, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, maybe the Emperor's New Groove Part Two, which I know that's not what it's called, but maybe it's like the Paddington Two of the two thousands. Um. Yeah, I mean, Rotten Tomatoes disagrees, but we need to we need to get on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you. Oh, we need to well. stop talking about Paddington Two and just do it. Oh, it's it's happening. It's just TBD. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so scale is zero to ten. Then for me, I'm guessing I'm guessing something relatively high. For me, yeah. Um. So 
I I gave it a 7.7. So on my scale, the, you know, there's the different tiers of like, I wouldn't touch it with a 10 foot pole unless I was a cottage. And then there's like, you know, you can rent it uh, and then you can purchase it. And then the, the upper level is spending money at a theater. How my scale works is like, how much effort do I want to put into seeing a movie? So this got a 7.7, which means I would put the most effort into watching it. I would get a babysitter. I would see this in the theaters. I wouldn't, it's not like Lord of the Rings or Titanic or something where I could watch it like twice in the same year. I would have to let it breathe a bit, let some time go, but I would totally see this in theaters just because it's a hoot to watch. I can laugh with whoever I'm watching it with. So, the, you know, it's in that max effort uh, worth it category. So 7.7 .7 on my scale. I use Marshall's scale as well. That's more just a traditional where does it rank on a normal person, zero to 10, and, and then it's just a number. There's no kind of hidden meaning like my scale. But on Marshall's scale, I gave it a seven. I could maybe go as high as an eight. So regardless how you cut it, regardless of what the number means, 7.7, 7, 8, somewhere in that range. Respectable number, not perfect, but um, considering everything that it does and the time and everything else, um, yeah, I, I think that's a respectable score. The only thing I took away from that is mm -hmm. um, that you referred to Marshall as sort of the, the gold standard for normal person, and I think he'll probably <laughs> be very appreciative and, <laughs> and honored. That being said, he might not, because, like, he's a very... He's a very... He's not a renaissance man, but he's not like the, he's not a traditionalist who's like, hey, I need my white picket fence. I want to be normal. Like he, he's, 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 he has interests. He has desires that are maybe not, I don't know what I'm trying to say about Marshall. I'm just saying, he, I don't know he, if he would. Let me, bail, can I bail you out? Sure. He, he strikes me as a niche guy. Yeah, and I th I mean that in a complimentary way. Like he has a lot oh, of yeah, absolutely. Unique, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I don't think he and I don't think anyone really wants to be like, hey, I want a tattoo that says normal on my back. But I don't think if there were a group of those people, I don't think he'd be leading the parade. Sure. Okay. Yeah. For what it's worth, I don't know what the, what the significance of me explaining that was, but there, it's there. Yeah, I have so. no idea what you're talking about. But yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> what would you give it out of ten? Uh, I, we're, we're, we're right on par. I gave it a 7.5. Nice. So, nice. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you know what? Good. Um, probably usually better than I remember. Oh. Like normally, you know, maybe like I sit down and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this movie. I remember it being good. And yep. then I sit down and I watch it and I'm like, oh, this is actually like, this is clever. Like mm. this is a good movie. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, I think I was just fatigued this time for sure. That's fair. That's fair. So, cool. um, there's a question I'm going to ask you, but first I want you to explain the alternative to me asking you. <laughs> Sounds good. And what that can get you. Right. So, folks, we do this thing. You can do it anytime, any day. You ask us what we watched this week. You start the segment. So, all you have to do, send by email or by Facebook Messenger and use the voice clip app or voice clip button. Uh, send us a voice clip that says, hey, I'm so-and-so, I'm from somewhere, and this week I watched this film, I thought it was good, I thought it was bad, I thought it did this, um, but, you know, I would recommend it, I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, what did you guys watch this week? And then you kind of set us up, and then we'll, we'll kind of, we'll start that segment. 
Um, what we're doing, we're doing a current giveaway. So currently we're giving three $10 gift cards away, potentially iTunes gift cards. But if iTunes isn't your thing, don't let that be a hiccup. It'll be $10 of some store that's like, you know, McDonald's, Starbucks, something that's easily accessible. And either you have to be an existing patron of our Patreon page or join our Patreon page or get automatically entered if you send us a voice clip of what we watched that week segment kind of voice clip. Yeah. So those are the, the ways you can enter. I like it. So what'd you watch this week? Yeah. You know, I think I don't have much to say. I don't think I watched anything. It was one of those weeks. I just didn't have time, you know, like I didn't have time or when I did, I just, I just uh, didn't sit down to watch a movie other than Emperor's New Groove. And I also just wanted to give you more airtime because I was so curious what the heck was so important that you were this excited to talk about what you watched. So I didn't watch anything this week. I pass it over to you. What did you watch? Yeah, don't worry. I I, I took care of both of us here. Um, <laughs> so I watched... Uh, I watched six films. Six films. Yeah. From from when we last talked seven days ago, I've watched six films. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I'm not going to beat around the bush, man. <laughs> I watched the first six episodes of star wars okay yeah there it is okay yeah that's cool with with someone oh who had never seen them interesting which is like a gold mine which is like ooh, it's like it's so just to be able to experience but hang on it gets juicier how here comes here comes some star wars like some og 80, 70s and 80s Star Wars spoilers. Okay. I mean, I, I feel like that's fair game at this point. Sure. Uh, this person did not know <laughs> that Vader was Luke's father. Bold. Okay. Yep. And didn't know that Luke and Leia were siblings. Oh! Wow. Which so- is like... That is to, to find a Star Wars blank slate like that oh. is incredible, and it's incredible that they because I think there's a lot of people that do have that blank slate, but because they're a blank slate, like they're they're that blank slate for a reason because they don't have interest, so they wouldn't want to watch yeah, it. But they've seen the memes and they've yeah. seen whatever, so they yeah. know the they yeah. know the you know exactly. So so, so, so they you, this person knew yeah. this person knew no, I'm your father. Okay. But they didn't know who was saying it and who was saying it to who and what the context uh, was. And so back it up. So you've watched the first six. But the big question that's burning on my mind, what order did you watch those six in? Here we go. Um, so, I mean, that's completely... Uh, it's completely determined by... Uh, for me, it's always completely determined by who's in the room and what do they know. Mm. Um. And the order I watched is not without its flaws. Okay. There's, a, there's a couple of things that about it aren't great, but I do think it's the best 
order given the information that um given the information that this person already had and or didn't have um so one of the flaws about this order is that uh the um the spin-off films don't fit into it oh well. okay right so rogue one and solo don't don't really f- fit into it very well um but so we watched episode four okay then episode five okay then episode one two three mm. and then six and so yeah there's a, you know what there's a couple of things where it's like it just it's not as it's not as you know, you don't get that kind of great moment when you watch it in this order. Hmm. Um, but there are some some moments that I think are 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 much better. Hmm. Um, I think it makes I think it makes both f- penoptimal movies and both uh, penultimate. I mean, geez, uh, both. It, I think it it makes them better. In both trilogies, okay, um, and so I think it makes Return of the Jedi better, sure, because you see, like, instead of just having, you know, all of a sudden, it, you know, if if you were just just to watch four, five, six first, you're like, yeah, you see the conflict invader, and you're like, okay, well, yeah, it's his kid, and mm. and um, you know, and there's the emperor, and yeah, he seems like this kind of, <laughs> he doesn't seem like a great guy, um, <laughs> but when you have when you have the information from a new or from Revenge of the Sith, yeah, you're like, no, that's Anakin, man. That's Anakin is is there is good in him, and we know it, and we know what that good looks like. We know what his mm. heart looks like, mm-hmm. and and you really hate the Emperor, and you re- like you just hate him that much more when he shows up, right? And um, and so that was cool. Uh, that's and then actually, the reason why that's an interesting it, component, right? That that little snippet that you said, because you do get the context on the emperor. I think would be fueling because it's not just yeah. some generic bad guy. Like you really have a reason to hate him. Yeah. Um. And and then there's like Luke confronting Obi Wan, saying, "Why didn't you tell me?" And uh, and he's like, "Well, you know," he's like, "You lied to me." And he's like, "Well, what I told you was the truth from a certain point of view." And Luke's like, <laughs> "From a certain point of view." <laughs> piss off old man what do you yeah. what yeah what do you mean from a certain point of view you cop out bastard like <laughs> so anyways um it's so bad man but yeah. uh but it you know he talks about how you know anakin skywalker was a good friend and a cunning pilot and and you know and you're like yeah like i just saw it i just saw hayden christensen and and ewan mcgregor Friggin, you know, I saw Obi-Wan's whole, I loved you, Anakin. You were my brother. Mm. You know, and, and, and Anakin replying with, I hate you and like all this stuff. And, um, but I think it also makes Revenge of the Sith better. It, it, it makes the reveal of Luke and Leia being siblings better because the reveal, the reveal of it in, in, um, return of the jedi isn't that good he's like you know uh your twin sister and he's like leia leia's my sister and he's like no your your instincts serve you well and you're like okay where the frig did that come from um whereas in 
if you do it in Revenge of the Sith first, then you're like, uh, there's this there's this moment where you where where Padme's dying, and the robot, the like birthing robot, is like you know, um, uh, you know something about like trying to save the babies, and and Obi Wan's like babies, and she, and the robot's like she's carrying twins, and you're like what, what, and then. Uh, and then, you know, she goes, they hold up the first baby and, and she's like, it's a boy. And she's like, Luke. And then she does some more pushing and holds up the second baby. And it's like, it's a girl. And she's like, Leia. And you're like, what the actual shit? Like, it just like totally changes everything. You're just like, holy crap. And then you get to go watch Return of the Jedi. And like, you get to watch Luke find out as well. Um, and so, yeah, I think I, I think it's a better, you know, you go, you know, here's episode four, here's episode five, and then you, episode five, you're kind of hit with this bombshell of, like, Vader is claiming to be Luke's father, and Han is frozen in carbonite, and oh my god, like, what's going on? And then, uh, and then you just say, okay, now let's pause, and let's go back and show you how we got here. Let's show you how this happened. Um... And so then you you watch that, and then you're like, okay, now let's see the finale. Let's see how this this bad boy wraps up. Let's see what happens. Um, and so yeah, then you come into it, and and you're like, oh my gosh, like I care so much more about these characters because I I know I know who they are. I you know it it's there's this heartfelt meaning behind it all. So yeah. Um, I'm definitely a little jealous because that does, I've never done that order. I've kind of played it pretty meat and potatoes when I've watched Star Wars, either just like all in a row or some, you know, obviously four to six, then one to three. And then now the added seven to nine have, uh, kind of added a wrinkle to it. But regardless, I totally am eating up all this kind of, all the, all the reasons that you're saying for the order that you launched, I'm definitely eating up because I, I just like the context, and I feel like Return of the Jedi would be a lot richer with all that backstory going into it. Yeah, um, yeah, it makes a big difference. Yeah, so I I am jealous, but I'm also pumped that like that is a pretty solid what you watched and pretty solid six films. Uh, the only thing I want to mm-hmm. say, and then I'm going to follow up, up it up with a question. I haven't watched Star Wars since we reviewed all nine films back in 2019. And, Nor have I. And someone, like, I, it recently came up on Twitter, someone was trashing episode nine, and I, I recently brought up in conversation, like, until I'm proven otherwise, I said this when we reviewed episode nine, and I still feel this way, episode nine is still my favorite of all nine, and the only thing I remember specifically is just that it added, like, it added a continuity to really connect the nine, and I thought it did it well, and it's not without its flaws, but I think it's it's my favorite, and... Whenever I watch them all again, and specifically nine, it'll be interesting to see if that holds up. But um, yeah, I stand by it. It's not a popular take. A lot of people are hating on it. But uh, my question to you is: Well, I'll be I'll be able to <laughs> I'll be able to tell you that in a couple of days. My question is, and I don't think there's maybe there's not really a question, but I guess just now, I guess you just do the seven, eight, nine. Like there's nothing special left as far as order, right? Yeah, I think that's the plan. Uh, you know, like I said, there's no, like in theory, actually you could do, you know, Mandalorian would fit in pretty nicely Ooh. right now. Um, 
but uh yeah yeah i'm just gonna do seven eight nine and just kind of let that unfold nice. the downside to not doing four five six one two three seven eight nine the downside to that is it hasn't been as long since we've seen you lose a little nostalgia factor seeing the characters come back as their older selves because it it just hasn't been as long since we've mm, seen them yeah yeah that's fair so but that's it cool well that's a solid yeah. what you watched yeah. for sure mm-hmm. yeah <sighs> well yeah. uh Wrap it up, man. Cool. Well, everyone, check out our social media pages below. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Like, follow, subscribe. Check out our Patreon page. Like I said, there's our current giveaway going on. We also give some perks at different tiers. Uh, So you help support the show, pay the bills. We give you some perks back. Um, We also have a merchandise page. Um, And please positively rate and review us wherever you're listening. We do truly appreciate it. And always giving a like and a comment. Uh, We just enjoy hearing back from you. Yeah, I I agree. (laughs) Until next time. Goodbye.